Hi guys, I'm so excited for you guys to watch this video um, and podcast. Um, this podcast is with BD Dalton and BD Dalton has spent many years in the UK growing and selling businesses. That's what he does, that's what his bread and butter is. I know there are so many people that I know, myself included, who want to build an asset. Who want their business to actually be an asset and who wants their business to have um, a value because eventually one day they want to sell the business. I know so many people want to do that but don't necessarily know how to do that. BD Dalton has a huge amount of experiences growing and selling businesses. But more importantly, he's an incredibly passionate businessman and he's an incredibly passionate individual. I've had the opportunity and the um, the experience of spending quite a lot of time around BD and I'm really excited for you guys to listen to this podcast. So without further ado, please welcome BD Dalton. So um, what do you love about your job? I love the variety of my job and dealing with people and helping them solve problems. What do you hate about your job? That... I find so many people that can actually do a lot of stuff, but they get in their own way. And my hated word, and I don't like saying hated because that's a lot of venom in it, but busy is my hated word. And so I hate it that people say that they're busy. Cool. And what is a talent that many people don't know you have? Um, I can juggle. What's your favorite color? Purple from Real Madrid. What is your best skill set? I am a dot connector, so I see things from above and put things together, whether it's people, attitudes, ideas, try to put them together in the best way possible for the best return. What um, are you really bad at? Saying no. If you had to change your career, what would you choose to do? Even though I, I, it drives me nuts not performing well, I'd love to cook for people or arrange travel. So what's your favorite meal? My favorite family meal going back in the day is um, called Mizutaki. It's a Japanese hot pot that you, you sit around and you have it as a family. Everything's boiled in the together you you put the food in together you, you have it in the charcoal sits in the middle and so you get the charcoal aroma you're sat around a table enjoying something and it's a secret recipe that we had to and our friends had to extract by multiple visits to figure out what this mizutake sauce was so it took us about 20 to 30 visits to this restaurant to figure out piece by piece what we had to put in the sauce so it's a it's a family meal called mizutake What's your perfect day? A day when I can help people solve a lot of problems and make their life easier. What's your favorite film? Okay, this is a... Monty Python, Holy Grail is the one that I can watch over and over again. But when it comes down to my favorite sales movie is actually Boiler Room, which is funny but uh, quite aggressive, but, but very good. Um, what is your dream car? I'm, I'm in between right now. It's a, I've been looking at the Tesla, the, and and I'm there, but I just can't bring myself to spend a hundred grand on a car. Um, so it's the the Jaguar XK. So I like I like the muscle car, but I've got two kids, so I can't really drive a Jag. So the wife says no. What do you do in your spare time? 
what spare time? <laughs> um, I, I try to play golf. And my business partners would say that I, I'm not good at it, but I try to play it. Um, and I love, I love to go to Spain and speak Spanish and my kids love it. So I like to try to travel with my family. Who inspires you? Um, my, my dad and mom, actually, it's really archaic and it's, but they, they've worked really hard to get where they were. They moved away from their family four hours on a plane flight and set up their own world. And so I've followed in their footsteps and moved eight hour plane flight away from <laughs> my home and them and everything else to establish a world. Um, so it's, it's mom and dad. But outside of that, um, I, I would say that I've got quite, quite a few people in the sports world, but it's just little bits. Not one person is a complete person, but people and attributes. What's the worst advice you've ever been given? Um, hmm. um, I think stick at it or keep going. It, it, and sometimes, and this is where when, when I'm doing public speaking, people say that you shouldn't be that aggressive, but some people are told to keep going because they don't want to get their dreams destroyed. But some people shouldn't be in business. They should be employees. And so keeping going it, without knowing the story and the content and the context of it, just to keep plodding along. And perfect practice makes perfect. Practice doesn't make perfect. What's your favorite place in the world? Um, it's, it's funny. It's wherever I can be with my family, it, wherever they are. What's your favorite app at the moment? I, I'm a fiend on Spotify. I like to download as much stuff as possible. Uh, I'm really getting into Evernote, but Spotify is kind of, if, if I had to do that, and then to have my brain go away, I play Clash of Clans. Cool. And what's the best advice you've ever been given? Diversify. Cool. Spread your risk. BD, welcome to the uh, Think Forward um, podcast. It's great to have you on. Um, thank you for uh, taking the time to, to come along and, and speak to me today. It's Thanks really for having good, me on. Um, to, to have you here. I've been wanting to, to get you on for a little while. Um, now, for the for those of you, those listening that might not know who you are um, and what you do, you know, I know you're a, an entrepreneur, um, but I know you do lots and lots of things. So it'd be good if maybe you could talk a bit about you, um, your story, uh, and what you're working on at the moment. So 2002, I came to the UK, because most people can tell my accent's not from from anywhere, Smedwick, you know, you would say. Um, and so my, my background is in being a financial advisor. And in being a financial advisor, I always help people look at where, where they were going, how they were saving their money, why they were saving their money, how they were going to get to their end goal. And that, that really has made me look at it. And, it. and in that process, I had to go out and door knock, literally I had to door knock thousands of doors and can you imagine having a, a person not selling religion with an American accent coming and door knocking your house yeah. in, in Harborn, Edgbaston, all these posh neighborhoods, building a business, asking them about their financial affairs. So th the things that nobody, wanna talk, that nobody wants to talk about in the UK is their finances and their successes. Mm. And it's just a weird, a weird dichotomy 
of two countries separated by a common language. But being an entrepreneur, it's, it, it, that was entrepreneurial. Even though I was working for a big, big company, it's almost that, that intrapreneur sort of thing is that we all had to run our own little franchises, kind of like you have to do it inside of your business. Is you've got all these parts of the business, but you have to run your own part. So I always had to look at the marketing. I had to look at my profit and loss. I had to do all that stuff inside of a big company. And then I also had to do that same thing for my clients. So I had 2,000 clients that I door knocked and built over a 10-year period. And so building a proper business with, with rubber leather on your shoes and, and brass knuckles, you know, it's just trying to, trying to get yourself there. So then 2009, the, the firm that I was with shut up shop. They, they went back to the States. Still a hugely successful firm in the States. But they couldn't do the global financial crisis. That not in the UK. There was new regulations coming in with a thing called RDR. So everything was changing. So they had to go back. So then I started helping people make more money, have more money. And it, it was this whole process of how are you going to bring me more money so I can invest it for you so you could have a better retirement. And I had two, two companies, two clients that came to me and said, well, we're going to bring you five million pounds. And each of them brought me less than three. Yeah. And I said, what went wrong? You know, it's, why, why did you think that you were going to sell five million pounds worth of stuff or your business for five million pounds and it's less than that? So, and just to put it in financial advisor terms, Luke, when you come to me with your three million pounds, you should be able to generate about 150,000 pounds worth of income every year without touching your capital. Should be able to. You know, there's all sorts of FCA caveats on that. But... So the difference between three million and five million pounds in generating income is a hundred thousand pounds, or nearly ten thousand pounds a month. It's a lot of difference in your incomes and stuff like that. So there had to be something going wrong there. These entrepreneurs that thought they were going to have a quarter of a million pounds every year, twenty thousand pounds a month worth of income and money to give to their kids and all this stuff, came to me with half of that nearly. Something was going wrong. So then I had to get into this whole mindset of grow, sell, and retire. Because retire is one thing. And retire is not always the same thing for people like you and I. Is it doesn't mean retirement doesn't mean that you stop work, but you have the ability to stop working. Yeah. And that ability, that opportunity, that idea that you can get away, that's it. There's like I call it some sort of getaway money. I use other words for it, but any anytime you can just walk into work and say, I'm not going in today. Yeah. I'm not I'm done. That that's the best type of money to have. You don't ever want to use it, but that's the type of money to have. So then that brought me into now, so I have the consultancy business that helps people get ready to do that. But then that also brought me into Continuum where we have the law that actually helps people do the deal because like divorce, typically people only sell their business once. They only go through divorce once. So they don't know what it feels like, they don't know what it looks like, and they need a partner or a friend to help them through because the other side's coming with you want to sell it for this much, and I want to pay this much. And yeah. so you have to have a, a debate, and those debates can be lengthy, and you don't know how many lawyers that they're going to use, but you know how many they're going to try. Yeah. So what would you say has like been the skill set that you've kind of had, your strongest skill set that's almost guided you through this process? You know, the sale, Has it been sales? You know, what's, what's been your strongest personal attribute? My strongest personal attribute is connecting the dots. And I... I don't know if we, you know, if, if it goes back to the fireside, it's connecting the dots. It's, it's putting together the attitudes, the ideas, putting it into a language 
that the person that's buying it can understand. Yeah. And I guess it's always been so important. And, you know, as I've grown my business, that putting things into a language that people understand has always been so, so important. And I guess it's very hard sometimes when you are running a business to do that because you understand totally what you're doing. You understand where you're going. But sometimes getting your customers to, to understand that is sometimes really tricky. Yeah. And I know that it's probably not just me that struggles with this. And I've spoke to lots of people who go through the same challenges. Have you got any tactics of how, how you find it best to do that, to, to, to really explain clearly about what your business is, what your offer, offer is? So the, the problem that I find with, with most people when they're trying to sell is that they're not selling in the language of the person that's buying. So you've got to create an assisted purchase. An assisted purchase only comes from you having a conversation with them and the biggest thing, and it drives me nuts, whenever I have an appointment with somebody and they don't take notes, notes are not to go back to. Notes are to draw lines in the sand in your brain and learn the other person's language. When you can learn the other person's language and how they're thinking about stuff, whether it's risk or fear or gain or employees or anything else, you've got to get into their mindset and figure out what they're trying to do with you because basically all you can say for people is energy, time, and focus. So you've got to save them all those things, and they're going to put it in different words, but you've got to put it back into your own vernacular that says they're saying this because of this and because of this. So unless you can make them understand why they need to do whatever you're trying to give them, you're selling, and that's not good because it's not in their language. They're not buying, you're selling, and that's, that's the biggest salesperson's downfall. And that's my, kind of my, my next book, is is based around getting that first getting that language yeah. and then becoming the guru the guide and the gladiator yeah. to to work alongside of people to help them so you've obviously got two books now um following the, the experience that you've got in business um what are what are those books what, what what is it you talk about in both of those two books so the first book i wrote which actually should have been the second book but wrote it first because it called true gravity and essentially building a powerful network so you can be a millionaire or feel like a millionaire at least. And the reason I wrote True Gravity is because I needed to scientifically put an idea and a framework around my networking because everybody has a marketing plan, everybody has a sales plan, everybody has a sales budget, marketing budget, all this stuff, but nobody actually has a networking budget. Networking budget goes into the marketing budget. The networking spend goes into the marketing spend. And then the sales team asks, you were networking last week, Luke, where's the, where's the return? Mm. And sometimes the return is reputational. Sometimes the return is, is spreading the word. Sometimes it's marketing. And so I had to go back because in 2010, when my partnership left me and the people that were there were trying to sue us, and so all this stuff was happening, I went back out to my network. And, and granted, if, if you've seen my LinkedIn profile, I have... 1500 followers I've got or, or links and all that stuff I have uh, uh, my, my iPhone's filled or at that point in time my, my HTC was filled with another 2,000 people when I when I said SOS I need your help I'm building my business again or having to redo my business it was crickets yeah. it just and and I had helped people even weeks before land contracts introduce them to people build networks yeah. and when I came for the ask my network went, Pfft. and so I had to sit back and say, well, communication goes two ways. So it was either them or me, and so I must have messed up, and I'm the one that needs the help, so I'm going to get this right. So 
and I say it's, it's hard for me to say no because I don't like to say no, but that's one of the most powerful words that it's, it's that unsubscribe button from, from friendships and draining relationships. Yeah. And so that was true gravity was it's a protection thing with people say, come network with me, come do this, come do the three letter word networking groups and all this. No, here's my book. Just just go read it. It's cheaper for me to give you a book that cost me five quid to print than it is for me to have a coffee with you to do all this stuff. You could be a great person, but or you could be a huge drain on my my world and my world has to go back to my family, my clients my business, my business partners, and you're superfluous until you prove that you can be one of those four. Um, so it's interesting just you talking about you um, saying yes too much. Yes. Um, and always being crucial, you know, cr something that's crucially important, I guess, in business, but in any any walk of life is about um, using your time effectively. Mm -hmm. um, for us as a business, you know, with what we do running meetings, you know, well, when we speak to clients, we talk a lot about everyone can get more money, but you can't get more time. Correct. It's so true, you know, everybody yeah. can get more money, but you can't get more time. You know, once you've spent an hour with me today, you're never going to get this hour back. So, you know, making sure that you use time effectively is so important, I guess. How do you make sure that, and how do you actually know, I guess? Because I always think, you know, I want to I want to use my time effectively, but sometimes it's hard to know if the hour you're spending doing a particular activity is actually has ROI. How do you kind of divide your day up? You know, is it a particular amount of time spending on one business? you know, a particular amount of time spent with family, doing health. What does a typical day look like for you? I'm a huge fan of, of personal brand. So anybody that I spend time with, anybody that I, I dedicate any, any of that precious allocation of time has to return energy, time, or focus. Everything goes back to that. So I think you've got great energy, so I'll give you, I'll give you some time. You've got good focus, so I, I know that some of the information that will go out here will go out to good people. It will change their life, so that gives, gives me some, some more energy to, to my soul, if you want to call it that. The, so every person I sit down with on a daily basis gets one chance to fulfill one of those ETFs. And so as long as I get one of those ETFs filled, and some of it's sometimes you are giving away time or effort or something to somebody else, and that makes me feel good. As long as the person takes it and does something with it, that's cool. I've, I've, made, I've made that gives me energy. Um, so as long as I've done that, if not, then I won't have another coffee with you. Yeah. If, you haven't, if you haven't in some way, shape, or form taken something from what we've done, given something to me or given something to one of my universal members then you don't get any more time and I guess it's so interesting so uh, so I had a, a girl reach out to me on social media after a post that I posted um, and she was currently she is currently still in full-time employment um, but she's been very very interested in uh, in starting a business yes and I'm sure you can appreciate loads of people come to you and say I want to start a business can you give me advice and, and it's like you know oh, oh, fantastic and so many people will say that and so many people almost wait for permission for someone to say yeah you, you it's now your time and I guess so many people don't realize that no one's ever going to give you permission. So sometimes I, people will come to me and I'll say, oh, yeah, go on, let's have a chat. But I'm not always that pumped in doing it. But we had an initial chat. We was on the phone for over an hour. And then every week she'll send me an email and she showed me, oh, she's now done this to, to move her along that journey, starting a business. And every single week she's progressing, but a really, really quick rate. So now I'm so incentivized. Every time she, she texts me, I'll text back and, and we're, we're tracking progress and, and we're calling. And it's really good. And, and because I can see that she's the advice that I'm giving her, and of course advice is, you know, my advice can be different to anyone else's advice, but 
and I'm always encouraging her to, to get other people's advice but actually like when you can see some someone moving forward that, that's really good and I guess um so you know in continuum and, and the various businesses you've worked with um there are lots of different people mm-hmm. um and I'm you know and I'm sure lots of other small businesses are going through a process of recruitment how have you been able to make sure that you identify those people that you want to invest time in in your team what's your sort of people you look for to, to join your businesses you I think Thaler said it is that you have to you have to see the somebody that has momentum so Thaler said basically everybody has a speed that they go at everybody has an inertia that they move along at and the only thing that we can do as managers as friends as advisors is get things out of the way and unshackle people mm. so it's Getting things out of the way is, oh, they don't know that, you can give them that information. So people only move at one pace, whatever their pace is. And it's trying to figure out what they do in their regular life that says that as long as I can unshackle them or give them this or take this away from them, that they could move, that pace is going to be enough to keep up with what I want to do. Okay. And it's, those are questions that come through. It's really hard to do. You have to like them first. They have to feel like the energy, but we, we are a society of professional interviewers mm. everybody can interview but what's behind it where's the where's that we talked about the depth of that information what happens when you scratch the surface is there anything there yeah. you're good looking and you've done all this stuff and you you've got titles and but how did you get there how did that happen how did this happen all these things that happen so it's it's really hard so it's i have to they have to click there has to be something there if i'm hiring them it's they've got to understand where we're going They've got to buy into our value. They've got to buy into the value proposition of if I can make the, the world, Birmingham, this our little universe a better place, then everybody else is going to benefit from it. So our community benefits from it. So it's great. So if we can, I want all my team to be at the top. Yeah. So I know that you talk, you know, on your social media, you've always got about having your gang at the top. Is that right? Having the crew at the top? Yeah. What's your sort? Is that one of your personal missions in life, one of your vision and one of your aspirations? Do you want to talk a little bit about that? It's anybody that wants to invest time in, in me and what I'm doing, I want to see them successful. But success for everybody is different. And that's mm-hmm. the hardest part is success for some people can be working two days a week and having 100,000 pounds. Some people can be owning seven different companies and having everybody call them sir and having managing director over theirs or ma'am. Mm-hmm. You know, they, they could have th- those things. So it's, it, I have to know what people want and what their, their outcomes need to be. So anybody in my network that wants to move themselves ahead and I call it in, in true gravity we talk about it primary planets those people are almost aligned perfectly with me because and I talk about this and lots of people talk about it is you are the sum of the five people you hang out with within five percent weight health finances everything else so if you take all of your five friends your best five friends that you hang out with mostly you will have your title will be within one level of theirs your income will be within five percent of theirs your where you go, how many times you go on holiday will be within 5% of theirs, mm. all of that stuff. So it's moving yourself along that echelon of those people that you're surrounding yourself with need to be at that, that goal needs to feel yeah. the same as that. It, 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 if, if you want to have five businesses and they want to only work one day a week, they can be great friends, but they're not going to be yeah. accelerating at your pace. They're going to hold you back. That's so right. And I guess you talked just about continuum and some of your kind of, the beliefs of that business. So the Bart Dalton Consulting, is that what got the title of the yep, company? Yep, that's around? the one. <laughs> so, so the company, um, how long have you been running that company? Uh, officially a year and a half, unofficially five years. Cool. 
And and what's the sort of vision of, of that business then? What are you trying to achieve out of your work um, there? Trying to keep businesses going to their next level, mainly right now in the Midlands. We're not, we don't want to go any bigger than that. There's 80,000 businesses in the Midlands. Yeah. And so that's a pretty big universe. Yeah. And we, we just try to get people to figure out what level they're on and what their next level is. So we're just trying to make it so that families can either sell their business or pass it on um, or be able to not have to go into work that day. So our my favorite client is that person that hasn't been able to go away on a two-week holiday in five years and has a business and drives a, a nice car and has a golf club membership and all this stuff, but they haven't been able to go on a holiday in two years. Those are the people that need to call us. <laughs> and I know that you've got a, a, almost like a, I don't know if it's a mission statement, but the, the statement around um, if you want to work forever, that's your business. But if you don't, that's ours. What, what's the actual, what's the, what's the state? So if you, want to, if you want to work for the rest of your life, that's your business. If you don't, that's ours. That's really interesting. And, you know, I guess... I guess that's probably the premise of the book as well, Grow, Sell, Retire. Yes. Um, so I know that I've been to one of your events and it was really, really useful. And I've got, I guess you've got a series of different packages that mm -hmm. you mentioned that you offer. Do you want to talk about those packages and, and what they are and, and how maybe some of our listeners that could be in a particular situation, what sort of packages you've got and how that could help them perhaps? Oh, thank you. That's a great question. So the very first thing is that the, the Grow, Sell, and Retire the, the main title of the book, but it's Business and Life Secrets for the Lazy Overachiever. And I'm a lazy overachiever. If, I can, if, if there's an easier way to do something, I need to know that. So I take a little while, I sit back, and I'm usually really slow to get into it, so I need to sit back and, and design things. So if I'm telling you to do something in the book, it's because I'm doing it in the businesses. Mm. So I've got the IFA business, I've got the... the the legal business, I've got the consultancy business, and I own a couple of other businesses. So if I'm telling you you need to have five less employees, it's because we're working towards five less employees. If I'm telling you that you need to have a niche client, it's because we're having niche clients. And you, you and I have talked about that you know, with your business and going rail industry and, and local authorities and things like that. Is it, it's, You have a niche because that's where you're getting the, the biggest impact. So people engage us three different ways. One is we call it a launch package. So it's basically people establishing where they are now, having a simple business plan in place and a simple what you're going to do. We call it objective strategies and tactics. So where you're going in the next two, three, one, two, three years, the four ways you're going to get there and then what you're going to do today to make it happen. So kind of like you do with your brainstorming and stuff like that and, and, and running meetings. We do the same thing. We just get it the very first document, which we don't talk about as much, but this is the, we call it company will. And the company will is not a legal document. It's a document that says, okay, Luke and Bart started a business together and we're going to do this. You're going to have this many shares. I'm going to have this many shares. You want out in five years. I want out in 10, but I want to continue it. I want to bring the kids into the business. You want this. So it's, it's those discussions yeah. that everybody thinks that they've had, but they've never had. Yeah. It's never on paper. So that means that they haven't truly shared it. So the launch package is that kind of that velvet rope. If, if somebody can't invest in a launch package with us, and this, you know, they get three days of time, three half days and, and some interactions, but if they can't invest that, then it's not the right type of business for us because mm. that's, that's our, our standard. And then we have peer-to-peer -peer groups, which, which gets people sat around a table discussing their problems. And that, that's, a, that's a powerful thing. Most people can't afford to have a non-exec director. 
because a non-exec director of a, of a certain status yeah. costs 2,000, 3,000, 4,000 pounds a month mm. to have them sit on your board to take you to your next level. And this is the opportunity to, to have six or seven people in a room tell, discussing your problems yeah. with you. And then the last part is we, we call it team to one team to one instead of one to one it's team to one because the way that the gross and retire premise is is you've got six levers and you have to not every one of our team is great at every one of those they're good at every one of those so we put the right people in the right place instead of saying you need me to come in and do the all the managerial stuff you need me for a little bit of time to managerial you need john to go systems and people you need chris to do your international and your national sales and you need uh, Richard to come in and help you with your marketing and your niche and your things like that. So we, it, it's a team approach, but it's all back to that launch package because that's what the whole team's working for. That's what your team in your business is working for, and that's what we're working for. And then there's books and podcasts and all sorts of stuff for free cool. that are out and there. So I, something that you, you talked about earlier, and I guess it's, um, it's unique that you've been able to have experience in like two different countries, um, obviously the U.S. and the U.K., what... Um, and that's something that's you know obviously purely of an advantage to you in business. Um, what are the two? What are the differences between the way business is done in the U.S. compared to the U.K.? It it really comes down to this this mentality of um, celebrating success yeah. and uh, secret success because this is the country you know where we have the secret millionaire. Yeah. You know, it's nobody wants to talk about it. Nobody wants to talk about their success. And so the funny thing is, if, if, if you and I walk out there and, and your favorite car is also a, a Jag XK and it's driving down the road, we both go, Ooh. if I'm speaking in, in my American tone, I'm going to go, let's go follow that guy. Let's go ask him what type of money he earned to make sure that he could pay for that. In our Britishness, we would go, lucky man. I'm sure he went to the right schools and knew all the right people. Mm. So it's that, it's that jealousy, that tall poppy syndrome that we all harbor. It's that, that, that idea of if it's sunny today, we're going to pay for it tomorrow because it's going to rain. Yeah. It's that all, always expecting the bad things. It's always having a negative approach and not always looking at the positive, looking at the negatives. That's very interesting. And it's, uh, not, it's, it's a generalization, mm. but a generalization always is backed in truth. Yeah. So over the last sort of few years, I guess we've seen the... Um, the emerging of personal brand, personal brand really coming on the agenda is really, really something that's hot. I know you spend loads of time and effort on your personal brand, and obviously, I'm you know, the reason we're sitting here doing this podcast is I'm trying to do the same. Yes, um, it's interesting the relationship we used to talk about British people often wanting to hide their achievements, mm-hmm. um, compared to celebrating them. Mm-hmm. What sort of what's your view? What's your um, agenda at the moment on personal brand? What's your focus, and, and how, where do you want to take your personal brand? In, in the in in the book I talk about this it's really that uh, that magnetic approach and a magnet attracts and repels and so I think that you need to be completely you so in part of my things is wouldn't you love to show up to work Wh- whatever you want to show up to work in baseball cap I love a baseball cap I always uh, I wear it when I'm when I'm on regular time jeans tennis shoes what happens if you could show up like that like Gary V does everywhere it doesn't matter where if he's going to church he's wearing a a beanie cap and hanging off you know he's respectful but he's he's only respectful but he feels and acts like he wants to act sometimes you you might not like him but he attracts or repels so you're either going to marmite him you're either going to love him or hate him and that's that's where i think personal brand is you need to become repulsive 
and and Gary V, you know, perfect example. You know, he always talks about how. Um, so he he talks about how um, many people who could be potential clients, not many people, but a small amount of them will say, "I don't want to work with Gary V because he swears a lot," whereas actually that's bonkers because there are there is such a small amount of those. But he's prepared to do that because there's a huge amount of people that want to work with him because he does stand out. Mm-hmm. And, and would you say that personal brand has been something that's helped you get more business over time? So I am the only American that's truly embedded in selling in Birmingham mm. and doing what I do. I don't bump into any other Americans. So personal brand, I'm not the only American in Birmingham, yeah. but in my space, in my sphere, if you call the city a mile, I'm the only American that's doing what I'm doing. So personal brand is it's much easier for me. But yes, I believe it's, it is it is the epitome of, of where I'm trying, that nirvana, being you, showing up, being Gary Vee, walking into wherever, whatever situation, for, in whatever manner, being respectful, but being you is ultimate. It's really interesting. So I've gone through, so you'll see on my LinkedIn at the moment, it's I'm a black belt in facilitating meetings because that's what I want to focus on. Mm-hmm. So I've looked at a variety of different opportunities for me to get involved in, but what I really want to focus on my brand is around what I do and I want to be an expert in that field. And that's sort of the personal brand I'm trying to, trying to put towards myself. Um, and if someone's looking for their personal brand, what, how do you think a good way of trying to identify your personal brand is if you're unsure? Um, so going back to the true gravity idea is you need to figure out, you need to sit down with your three primary planets, your three best business friends or your three best friends and ask them what, what about them makes them your best friend? What about them in business makes you stand out and just amplify those things? Cool. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much, BD, for uh, coming on. It's been fantastic. Thanks, and, Luke. Um, I really enjoyed having you on the show. If people want to reach out and talk to you about business, about your books, how's the best place of them finding you online? It's um, bartdaltonconsulting.com and we also also have the growsellandretire.com, both, both those hooks that are out there. And if you, if you live in Birmingham, if you, don't, if you don't see me on Twitter, LinkedIn or something else, you're not looking too hard. Fantastic. Well, thank you very much for coming on the show and it's been fantastic having you on. Thanks, Luke. Hi, guys. I hope you really enjoyed that podcast. Make sure if you enjoyed it, you leave a a comment below, whether you're watching this on YouTube, SoundCloud or iTunes. Give us a five star rating and make sure you share this content because the more people that share it, the more people that get value from the awesome um, guests that we have on the show. I hope you really enjoyed it. Please give it the thumbs up. Please give it five stars and write a comment and I'll make sure that we respond to every single one of our comments um, and we get back to you. Thank you so much for watching.